Meet the Skywalkers by Frodogenic. Read by Sam Gabriel. Based on the works of George Lucas. Chapter 4 The door to the Executive Solarium had been locked for exactly 21 minutes and 47 seconds. In the adjoining officers' club, silence reigned supreme, challenged only by the thump of Piet's heart, the rustle of cards, and the periodic growls of Han Solo. "'If she's not out in five minutes, I'm cutting the door down,' the Corellian snarled, drawing Skywalker's attention from the hand he had been contemplating. "'She's fine, Han. She's in no danger.' He dropped a data chip on the table. "'I see your favor from Talon Card and raise you a recording of the time Jason put the crystal snake in Mara's boot.' Like hell she's not, Solo growled, but dragged his eye away from the door. Admiral, it's your move, said Skywalker calmly. Piet studied his hand without enthusiasm. He had accepted a spot at the table before realizing that his companion scoffed at the notion of playing for mere credits. What the Sith, in for a tie, in for a Death Star. I see your recording, he said, picking up the very last sample-sized flask of real wirens on the ship and adding it to the pot. He'd been saving it for twenty years to celebrate the day he'd made it back to Axula, but it wasn't as though the galaxy proper had any shortage of the stuff, and besides, it wasn't every day a man had a chance to win not only the favor from Card and the recording, but a genuine scrap of the original rebel flag from the base at Yavin 4, a paper entitling the bearer to a free one-night stay at the magisterial suite of the Cadre Grand Hotel in Picnar, and the framed state portrait of the Emperor still hanging on one of the bulkheads of the officers' club. Skywalker, as dealer for the round, opted for a randomization. Piet gave a disgusted grunt as his king of coins transformed into a totally worthless four of sabers. He threw his cards in. At the rate this pair went, if he stayed in the betting, they'd win the executor herself out from under him. Skywalker raised an eyebrow at Solo. Solo eyed his cards, then the data chip. Does Morin know you have that recording? Last I heard she bought Jason off for five hundred credits. The revelation that Solo's teenage son was an accomplished blackmailer failed to surprise Piat at any level. "'Want it from her fair and square,' said Skywalker, a slightly too bright beacon of innocence. "'She'll tell you so herself.' Solo grunted. "'She's still buying that Jedi Masters don't cheat at Sabacc line of yours, huh?' "'Amazing what you can get away with when you have such a straight-up, honest farm-boy face,' Skywalker winked at Piat, who glared full of sudden suspicion as to whether Jenna could manipulate card randomizers as well as mines.' There had been a distinctly mercenary glint in Skywalker's eye when the Emperor's portrait was added to the pot. Solo rummaged in his pockets for something to stake, and Skywalker suggested, There's always the deed to the Falcon. Dream on, kid. Solo glared once more at the entrance to the Solarium. I'm going to need it for the getaway any second now. You've got his lightsaber. What more do you want? Solo glanced at the hilt sitting next to his elbow, the final concession he had demanded before, not at all graciously agreeing to this private tete-a-tete between his wife and his father-in-law. He had also insisted on the princess taking his blaster, though after Vader's demonstration in the hangar, Piet couldn't imagine what protection Solo thought this would give her. Not much, just five minutes with him unconscious on a carbon freezing chamber. He plunked a key chip on the table. Combination to Booster Tarek's exotic weapons locker on the errant venture. Call. Double autographed copy of Face Laurent's promo portrait for the little black bantha cub. Skywalker slid a dog-eared printed card forward, depicting a revoltingly adorable child astride a bantha and gazing in raptures up at an imperial flag. An enormous childish signature scrawled across one corner and a very tiny adult one skulked in the white border. 
Piet wondered how much of Skywalker's luggage was dedicated to arcane betting materials for rebel-style Sabacc. Anyway, has it ever crossed your mind that you maybe have the whole Carbonite thing coming? They turned their cards up and Solo scowled as his run of staves slammed into the Duracrete wall of Skywalker's idiot flush. Whose side are you on anyway, kid? I'm just saying. Skywalker scraped the pot over to his side of the table. Suppose you had a carbon freeze chamber handy and some cousin of the solar Chumay decided to dance the tongue tango with Jaina right in front of you. Solo brandished Vader's extinguished lightsaber at his brother-in-law. Mention that hatred scumbag again and I'll send Mara copies of those god-awful poems you wrote for that Asana chick way back when. He put the lightsaber down to shuffle, muttering under his breath, Fiancé stealing son of a hunt. I wouldn't do that if I were you. Be ashamed if Leia ever found out the reason you ducked out of the Dubrovna conference was because Bria Tharing calmed you from the cantina down the street. Dubrovna? A newborn Ock pup could not have rivaled Solo's wide-eyed who-me innocence as he suddenly became absorbed in dealing. I don't remember visiting Dubrovna. Amnesia, Skywalker told Piet, caused by a sudden onset of marriage. Besides, returning his attention to Solo, imagine how good you're going to look once Father realizes who his son-in-law could have been. Solo brightened. There's that. Piet surveyed his latest lackluster hand, brain elsewhere. Isn't Isil de the crown prince of hapes? He was trying to work out how Solo came out ahead in such a comparison, or any comparison, really. Prince Consort, now that he's married, said Skywalker, and Solo added with wicked satisfaction, his wife's a real witch. Can't knock her taste at men, though. Men ain't the word I'd have used, kid. Piet glanced between the two sniggering overgrown adolescents. I'm afraid I don't follow you. See, what happened was, Skywalker paused and shook his head. Never mind, it'd take too long. Soa slapped his cards together with a pleased look and tapped the bottom corner of the stack on the table. What do you gents feel like losing this round? Let's see how much you really like that hand, Skywalker, that mercenary glint back in his eye, casually tossed another data chip onto the table between them. One vintage black alpha-level ubiquitous security clearance. Pient, who had taken an opportunity to fortify his nerves with starshine, choked on it. Did you, did you just bet your wife's imperial operative codes? Skywalker shrugged the shrug of someone who knows his ex-assassin wife is several hundred light years away from his jugular. I live on the edge. Pient shook his head, but Solo grinned like a Krakana, leaning casually forward on one forearm. Too bad for you, you're still an easy read, kid. And he rolled Vader's lightsaber forward. Skywalker whistled silently and sat back, gaze traveling to Piet, who stared at his hand with the expression of a man trying to decide whether to grab the ticking thermal detonator and attempt to dispose of it, or just run like hell. You do realize, he told Solo, he's almost certainly going to kill you. Gotta match the stakes, said Solo. Besides, it ain't a game of rebel sabacc until you bet your neck. Piet eyed him an instant longer, pressed his lips into a thin line, and tossed his cards in. How these maniacs had lasted even two weeks during the war would forever escape him. Something crashed against the other side of the sealed Stellarium door. All three men jumped, then Solo bolted towards the hatch, cards scattering as he snatched the lightsaber off the table. Skywalker caught his elbow. Han, don't. It's all right. Yeah, sure, Solo barked. They're probably just playing daddy-daughter smash ball in there. She needs to do this, like I needed to. Wonderful. That really sets my mind at ease. Solo's face contorted in its trademark exaggerated delight. How about we ever stick a fork in a power socket, too, just so she gets the full experience? Unless old Raisin Face plans on popping the casket next. He stuck a thumb over his shoulder at the bulkhead. 
Piet tried to ignore the way the portrait of the Emperor suddenly seemed to be scowling in his direction. Han, if she's throwing things at him, it's a good sign. Otherwise you two would be divorced by now. Skywalker clapped Solo on the shoulder and sat back down. Solo had enough faith in the Jedi's sixth sense to refrain from charging the door again, but the spell of the game had been broken, and he stayed at the balls of his feet, thumb on the saber's ignition key, and one eye hanging on the hatch. How do you know it's her throwing things at him? Because, Lord Faser, doesn't have to, Piet told him. Solo huffed. Are you his admiral or his publicity manager? I'm the man who has stayed on his good side for twenty-eight years, said Piet. You managed about two seconds, wasn't it? Two seconds? Solo confronted. I'm a hell of a lot faster drawn than that. My point precisely, Captain. Solo leaned in, a beaming son of sarcasm. It's general, actually. My profound apologies. The rebellion must have been harder up for senior officers than I thought. Solo started to bluster, but at that moment the solarium door cycled open, and the conversation was interrupted by the dulcet tones of a chief of state in high dudgeon. "'Wouldn't know a constitutional precedent if it kicked you in the codpiece!' the princess fumed through, Vader looming on her heels a moment later. Piet instinctively leapt to his feet and backed up a step in response to his highly developed sense of self-preservation. Solo, on the other hand, took two steps closer. Either the bravest husband this side of Corellia or a complete idiot, Piet decided. His money was on the ladder. The imperturbable Skywalker stayed where he was and raised an eyebrow at his father. Tell me again how I'm the disrespectful one. You both are, Vader grunted, with no particular malice. Piet noticed his eyes still trailing after the princess as she stalked over to the bar, shoved Piet out of the way with a scowl. He gods, if looks could kill hers would be a Death Star and snatched a bottle from behind the counter. The next moment, she flung her hands to her throat, eyes watering. What is this, Echo Base Vintage? Don't worry, said Skywalker. Your taste buds will go numb after the first shot or two. Vader's mask spun from daughter to son. How is this a reason not to worry? The princess, ignoring him, took another swig. Ah, you're right. I do not think you should- You, said the princess sweetly, can stay the hells out of it. She tipped the bottle back again, but a moment later slammed it down on the bar. Grief, that is awful. Brings back memories, don't it, your worshipfulness? Solo had joined her by the bar. Of course, we got Darth Nostalgia here for that. He fired his maddening lopsided smirk at Vader. If you wish to revisit the past, I would be happy to oblige you more thoroughly on the detention level, Solo. Tempting, but... Solo wrapped a possessive arm around the princess and leaned back on his elbow against the bar. I don't think you want to tick off my wife quite that much. Gonna have to come to grips with the situation, Pops. Later, with nothing but a flex of his right hand, contrives to suggest that the aspect of the situation he most wished to grip was Solo's throat. A shade of alarm intruded on the princess's face. Easy on the swagger, nerf herder. She wove her arm around his back, pulling herself in against him more closely. I'm not interested in raising three kids on my own. Want to find a cabin and shoot for four? Before Vader could even bristle, Solo dipped her in one arm and swooped in for the longest, loudest tongue writhing that had ever disgraced this ship. Piet looked away with a disgusted noise. Vader loomed over his son. I hold you responsible for this. Me? What did I do? You are her brother. You should have protected her from being seduced by such a disreputable oaf. Skywalker winced. The princess, still lip-locked with the oaf in question, burst out laughing as Solo hauled her back upright, purple with wrath. Who tied and made you the galaxy's marriage expert? 
Vader flicked a finger. His lightsaber ripped itself out of Solo's hand, spun around in midair, and hovered within what would be striking range the instant the blade ignited. Are you volunteering, Solo? Solo's hands darted for his blaster, but it was still on his wife's hip and she had too much common sense to draw it, so his gaze turns to Skywalker, who wasn't even watching. The Jedi had gone back to studying the remains of the last hand of cards as if all was well with the world. Some backup you are, kid, Solo growled and Piet couldn't fault him. Skywalker made a slight gesture. The weapon arced backwards and rehooked itself to Vader's belt. What are you nuts? Why'd you give it back to him? You already lost it. Skywalker pointed to the cards he had laid out. His triple princes had outscored Solo's royal wedding by two points. Piet hoped to the stars Vader wouldn't bother to wonder what the connection was between his lightsaber and a game of sabacc. What are you going to do with a lightsaber anyway? Solo eyed it with regret. They make great arc welders. They make better guillotines, Vader thundered, turning towards the door. Always gotta have the last word, don't you? Solo bellowed after him. Vader spun, forefinger locked and loaded. There are plenty of ways to ensure that you do not, Captain. Do not tempt me to demonstrate them. General, drawled his son-in-law. What? It's General Solo. Vader stared at him for a full cycle of the respirator before his gaze traveled to the princess. Tell me, princess, do I have Bail Organa to thank for teaching you such execrable judgment in life, partners? Hardly, snapped the princess. I inherited that from my mother. Skywalker abruptly had a coughing fit into the sleeve of his robe, for which Piet was grateful, as it distracted Vader from his similarly afflicted admiral. The text of this story can be found on AO3 and fanfiction.net. The music is Guitar Blues by Sylvester Weaver. Special thanks to Sakiko. For more stories that I've read, visit my website at samgabrielvo.com. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.